0: Murder. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. 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 Merry Christmas, y'all.
1: I feel like it's really loud. Or maybe it's just you.
0: Maybe it's just me. Hmm. Okay. Merry Chrysler, everyone.
1: I thought it was Happy Chrysler.
0: Happy Chrysler.
1: (laughs) Free Shavakadoo
0: hope everyone is uh doing well and if you're in the midwest preparing for the blizzard that we're about to get
1: so okay last week we were getting 117 inches and then a couple days after that it went to like 24 inches and then just sunday
0: what about 69 inches no
1: sunday it was like what a foot and a half
0: yeah a foot and Yesterday now it's like down to six inches. Not even.
1: Yesterday it was two to five.
0: Yeah.
1: Now it's an inch.
0: They're saying the wind chill is gonna be
1: thirty five below.
0: Yeah. It's supposed to be cold here, but the people on the other side of Lake Michigan are supposed to get hit hard. Like that area of Indiana and Michigan are gonna get hit hard.
1: So we're in the midwest in December. Yeah. It gets it's
0: cold a, here. It, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're saying it's going to be below zero, so. I mean,
1: you know. You're it's going to have to snuggle. You know it's cold when I, I got a coat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. I mean, it's not like a real coat. Don't anybody get excited, but it, it's a coat nonetheless. It, it
0: does the job. Yeah. We we went looking at Christmas lights at um, New Lennox New Commons. It's the town next to us. Um, they always do have an awesome display. They really do at their village hall. They do, and I it was enjoyable, but it was so fucking cold.
1: Do you remember that time right before we left when our nephew was like, "I don't need a fucking coat, <laughs> um, dude."
0: He would have been in ice. Yeah,
1: sweetie, honey, baby, child, you have been in Georgia yeah. for the last however many weeks, and then he's like, "It gets cold there."
0: <laughs> no, it gets
1: like 50 there. Yeah,
0: that's that's not, cold. That's not cold. Yeah, that's cold to Georgians. That little boy... Is that got, a word, Georgians? I don't think
1: so. No. Georgians. 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 Uh, that little boy got out of the car and fucking froze instantly. Yep. In a coat.
0: Oh, babe, it was fucking cold out. I'm
1: aware. Yeah.
0: It was cold. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: I had... My legs listen, were
0: terrible.
1: I had lined leggings so my leggings were like an inch thick i had on three shirts three pairs of socks and i managed to bring hand warmers for everybody
0: yeah good job you're welcome um i have no feeling of my legs and i felt that cold <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, went right through the blanket right through my rough. long johns
1: like i just getting your wheelchair out of the back of the car my fingers hurt for like yes. a half an hour yeah
0: yeah. And there were some like some guys like next to the the, there was a warming station where you yeah. could make s'mores and it was a like, couple live fires, and there were a couple guy like dads without gloves. I felt so bad for him. Um,
1: and <laughs> and again, do you remember that time when we had to tell Jax he had to wear pants yes. and he tried to argue with us?
0: Yeah, dude, he would. I
1: wear shorts everywhere. Yeah, buddy.
0: Look. It's beyond fucking cold. You ain't going to make it.
1: Sometimes it's just best to shut your mouth yeah. and listen to mom.
0: I in the, On this subject, it's better to listen to mom. Mm-hmm. When she says it's cold outside. When mom says it's cold. Yeah, when mom says it's cold, it's cold. When mom wears a coat while driving. Yeah. Hell
1: has frozen over. Mm-hmm. It's cold. So...
0: It's, uh, the blue monsters are... I know.
1: And everybody keeps asking, Are, are you? do you have to go to work? Are you going to go to work? I don't work for school. People, right. People still call 911 when it's cold. Yeah. They probably call more when it's cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Something's
1: going to fucking burn. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you got to...
0: Someone's going to be <sighs> heating their house with, with their an oven. With their stove. Yep. yep. So...
1: Which, incidentally enough, we had a stove fire today.
0: Oh, did you really? Yeah. hmm no, it's um, already happening. So, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, work doesn't care if we die getting there. No. As long as we get there. No,
0: as long as you get there. Fuck right. that. They're okay
1: with it, you know.
0: Yeah, they don't give a shit.
1: So, I just got a message that said that. Like, it was a mom telling a kid, go back to school. Like, the streets are frozen. Why are you leaving? <laughs> well, because work doesn't care if I die. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sorry, son.
1: It's fucking open enrollment, guys.
0: Like, yeah, I have to go. You, You gotta go. <laughs> yeah you don't have a choice no
1: uh-uh mm. nope so yeah
0: but that's about it just this but, this cold
1: yeah. but that's a big joke at work everybody's like you know people keep saying everybody's asking me if i have to go to work yeah you we know what? we don't close
0: you know i'm getting a little nervous though because with it being so cold mm-hmm. you know our our furnace is making a little noise so I, I pray to God it doesn't fucking go out. I mean,
1: we might as well just plan on it going out. It's what happens?
0: <laughs> right. We we might as well just get the number to the repairman, right. like ready. Just call
1: him now and be like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> yeah." So
1: Christmas dinner's at three. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Just bring your tools. But
0: it's it's making like a whistle. It so not I
1: haven't noticed it in the last couple it, days.
0: It does it on and off. Yeah. It doesn't now. It's not doing it every time. Probably because I
1: punched it. I didn't punch it. I did hit the pipe, though.
0: Did you? Yeah. That it, it did something That's because what my dad taught me. Yeah, it, it's not every time it goes on now.
1: My dad used to say too, like with duct tape. If you can't duck it, fuck it. it wasn't meant to be fixed in the first place. Hey, right on. Mm-hmm. And I have the car ready, Dad. You'd be proud. I have blankets. Yes, I have you a do. change of clothes. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually have a change of clothes for all three of us, just in case, because I don't mm-hmm. know who's going to be in the car. Nope. Yeah. I have my car safety pack thing that my stepmom got us
0: you're such a mom i have
1: water i have snacks I'm
0: such a mom it's ridiculous So my dad
1: always told me he's like what the fuck are you gonna do no, if you get dad, straight on the side of the road your dad like, was a
0: smart man yeah. he's
1: like you're gonna die before i get there yep. jump your battery and i'm like yeah i probably will exactly uh-huh. yeah. he
0: was a smart man yeah he was a survivalist yeah
1: so i got everything in the car
0: good deal mm-hmm. good deal well, anyways, uh, any new Patreons lately?
1: Uh, you know what? I put my phone away because you yell at me. So
0: I wouldn't think we would now that I, people are probably mm. waiting until the the price changes. I actually,
1: I think. Hang on, I think we do. Hang on.
0: And like we explained to the Patreons in their episode, um, the prices are going down three. $3, $5, and 15 Patreons are going to be automatically lowered mm-hmm. to the next price unless they want to pay where they're at because I did get a message. Uh, someone wants to pay the same. You're still going to get the same um, access to yep. all the episodes. $15, you're still going to get a $20... Um or twenty percent off on merchandise. Five dollars, you're still gonna get ten percent off Mm -hmm. on merchandise. And five? Do we do five? Mm -hmm. Yeah, five. Five dollar gets five or three. Now we'll do three. So three dollar gets five percent off.
1: We do have two new Patreon.
0: Ooh, let's say
1: we have. Lindy,
0: Lindy, thank you.
1: Who, um... I love that
0: name. God, I struggled to get through the prices. Holy shit.
1: And then we have Blakely.
0: Blakely? Oh, I love that name. No,
1: you... What? I wanted to name our unborn child Blake. And you vetoed it. Did I? I mean, it was nine years ago, but still.
0: Well, I changed... So, it's great, because yeah, I, I ain't having it anymore. Yeah, I know. But Whew. if we were, Blake is okay. I like Blakely.
1: I love that name.
0: Yeah, I I like it.
1: I like Shelby.
0: Mm. From Steel Magnolias. Drink yeah. a juice, Shelby. I like Blakely better.
1: But it's Shelby. My colors are blush and bashful.
0: Uh, Your would...
1: colors are pink and pink. Uh.
0: I didn't see that, so. You've never seen that? No, so. I don't get the joke. I don't get the reference.
1: My girl Teresa does. Mm. I've known Teresa since, I don't know, birth. Yeah. Yeah. Drink your juice, Shelby. Mm. She's just diabetic like me. Mm.
0: Oh, okay. That's great.
1: So. uh, Great story. Oh,
0: my God. So we got a request today, and it's from my friend Mike, who. I used to do pro wrestling with and i believe he's still pro is, is still wrestling um if not then just recently do i know this not... i don't know him, do I? no you no. don't know him i think so no um awesome guy hi mike but um this one was close to home so... never heard of no, yeah, I never heard uh-uh. of this either. And then when I looked into it, holy fuck,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it is interesting as fuck.
1: It's what happens when you think with your penis. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: still um, yeah, interesting. I I li- I had never heard of it.
0: Yeah. So he requested this, mm-hmm. and like I said, I I never heard of him either. And yeah. then you know I did a quick Google and. Wow. <laughs>
1: You're like, oh, wow, well, that
0: escalated quickly. Yeah, this is, yeah, is going to be a good one. Wow. So I'm excited for this one. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm excited.
1: Well, I definitely know I will tell you stuff you don't know because if you've never heard of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mostly all of it. Just like I said, I quickly Googled it and just read wow. what was on Google.
1: I had a little bit of a writer's block with mm-hmm. this one. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. A
1: lot of tearing of paper.
0: And swearing. Ooh, not good. No, not good. Yeah, I had a rough getting time. angry, huh? I had a
1: rough time with this one. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Sounds like you needed some lovin's from me.
1: I need some liquor, is what I need.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks.
1: Grain motherfucking alcohol.
0: Mm. I'll
1: take my chances with the moonshine at the gas station. You know they sell jars of moonshine at the gas station.
0: Why haven't you gotten any? I do
1: I look at it every time I go. Oh,
0: babe, you definitely like yeah. what flavor?
1: Oh my god, they have watermelon, sour raspberry. Uh, I don't know. They're like it's like a rainbow of colors and then like whiskey colors. So I okay, like if
0: there's apple, if you can get apple, oh, uh, no, and the sour berry. I want
1: uh, maybe the watermelon too.
0: No, I, I wouldn't. want I'm not the talking water. about for you. Well, then you get watermelon for yeah. you, but no, I want the sour so berry. Like,
1: do you drink moonshine like with ice or just like do you mix it? I've never I've never had it.
0: No, I just drink it with I mean, ice. I've had it's... it I've
1: had a drink out of like a jar, but I've never no, like, it's, made a point. It's to. so
0: strong. I I I don't know what you can I mix feel like it with.
1: Sprite? Maybe?
0: Uh, yeah. But I then get... I
1: feel like we're back to like the um Pucker.
0: Do you yeah, remember Pucker? No.
1: You don't remember Pucker?
0: pucker who the fuck is pucker god
1: it was fucking terrible it was liquor like heart allegedly no hard liquor
0: no i wasn't a big drinker like you so
1: terrible i wasn't Uh, god
0: oh bullshit bullshit um but it's so strong, I don't know what you could mix it with. But I, yeah, I don't when I've that. had it, I just, I, with ice, and it's strong enough to, yeah. you know, the flavor is. It gets is, the fucking job done. It gets the job done. And you, I mean, the flavor is strong enough. So. Yeah. But yeah, if, next time, please get some. I, I had no clue that they had it at the gas station.
1: You know, New Year's is coming up, right?
0: Why don't we have some for New Year's?
1: Maybe I could actually, like, sit and have an actual. Drink. Yeah. Like, not do anything.
0: And relax for once. What's that mean? Yeah, right? Yeah. But. I'm down. Man, this blue monster is just not bleh.
1: I mean, you're welcome for giving I, up I my know. morning fucking monster I to know. you. And you're going to whine Yeah, but it's about not it like you're time. not going
0: to stop and get another one. No, because so. I got
1: orders coming in like nobody's fucking business right now. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be... Shopping for some bread and milk. I'm pretty sure we have an order sitting on our porch right now, too.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Which I forgot about. Whoops. Eh, It's cold out. Whatever. Yeah, it'll stay Eh, frozen. It's frozen. Yeah. It's refrigerated.
1: Right. Like, why fucking bother moving it? We do tend to leave water out there way
0: long. Yeah, I know. But you know what? It's It's awesome, though. I love when we do it because then it's like ice water and I love it.
1: I opened a frozen water at work and it exploded on me. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's not good. And
1: one of the girls I work with uh, just kind of laughed. And she's like, hmm, you didn't even, you know. I mean, it's water, lunch. so no. it's
0: it's not going to do anything.
1: I, she's like, you didn't even break stripe in your sentence.
0: I, it's not like <laughs> milk or something or pop that's going to stain.
1: No, I just, uh, I was like, eh, nah, Whatever. Eh. I think I got meatloaf on my sleeve, too. So. <laughs> Lick it. I mean, there's that.
0: Lick it. See if it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, had,
1: I had lunch at like 3.30 this afternoon.
0: So. And you had meatloaf?
1: I had a uh, Stouffer's.
0: Oh, those Meat, are good.
1: Meatloaf and potatoes.
0: And potatoes. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's in separate compartments so they don't touch, which is why I like the Stouffer's. Yeah, I
0: like those. Yeah. But mm-hmm. honestly, I like mixing mine all nope. together. Shit can't touch. Yeah, I like mixing it. Nope. I know, you're anal about it. I am.
1: I very much am. You're
0: anal. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Why don't we get this Before party started? say anal again? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. In 1990, FBI Special Agent Mark Putnam became the talk of the Bureau, but not for reasons he'd always hoped for. He became the first FBI agent to be charged with and convicted of murder.
0: Jesus.
1: It wasn't the aftermath of some catastrophic standoff or shootout, but rather a crime of passion. His own passion he couldn't control.
0: Mm. You know how I feel about those feds.
1: That took me like four fucking days to write. <laughs> no shit.
0: Well, it was written well. I better so. It better have been
1: because it took four fucking days. Yeah. yeah. My five subject notebook is down to two subjects.
0: You know what? Why I think I'm so interested too because it is it deals with the feds. And, and you are you, not a fan. You know how I feel about feds.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus this guy, um, did you Google them, right? You, so mm-hmm. you saw a picture of him? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he just have one of those faces that you want to fucking punch? He looks like a fed. Like, you, but you want to punch him in the he, face.
0: He looks like a typical fed.
1: Yeah, that you want to punch in the face. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's just got that face that's, like, punchable.
0: Yeah. But he, you know, that's, when I saw his picture, like, oh, yeah. okay, this guy is a fed.
1: It's like Friends, when Rachel said she would rather punch Chandler. And she's like, I don't know why. <laughs> he just,
0: he's got that face. He's got that face.
1: Yeah. So... Mark Stephen Putnam was born July 4th, go figure, uh, 1959 in Coventry, Connecticut, to parents Barbara and Walter. He was the oldest of three with a younger brother and a younger sister. Barbara stayed home with the kids while Walter drove a truck full time for Sears in addition uh, to multiple part time jobs to supplement his meager income. Barbara really stressed the importance of a good education to all of her kids, but Mark was—he was the jack, really. Uh, his brother was the brain. Mark was a star soccer player, so his teachers made sure that his grades always looked the way that they should.
0: Nowadays, is it soccer or is it football? I
1: don't know, it's fucking soccer.
0: I know it's—it's uh, it's still soccer. I mean, it makes me, sense to be
1: football because you're kicking a ball with your foot, but it's fucking soccer. It's soccer. soccer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he was described as an overachiever and, quote, highly competitive when it came to sports. Because of this, he was offered a scholarship to a prestigious college prep high school in Pomfret, Connecticut. Uh, His parents still had to pay about $1,000 a year, which really was a lot to them. That's about $4,000 now. Um, But they made it work. He knew he had to do well in school to get into college if he wanted to fulfill his dream of becoming an FBI agent. Uh, After high school, Mark attended the University of Tampa, where he majored in criminology. He remained aggressive when it came to sports, but outside of sports, he was more introverted, um, described as extremely shy and private, never divulging information about his private affairs. He makes his life sound so fucking interesting, but it's, I mean... You're in college. (laughs) What are you going to talk about? Uh, Not much. I kicked the ball the other day.
0: (laughs) I kicked it hard. I kicked it hard and far. fuck.
1: So he really, when he started college, just kind of did enough to get by. But his dad passed away from lung cancer his sophomore year, Hmm. um, which made him a little more, It kind of made him step up his game a little bit. So he graduated with uh, a B average and then returned to Connecticut. In August of 1982, um, Mark got a job at the FBI's Connecticut New Haven headquarters as a clerk. He didn't really stand out. Uh, He worked nights and weekends as a switchboard operator, rarely spoke with any of his supervisors, and when he did, it was really just like an exchange of greetings and and pleasantries. Uh, He still had his sights on becoming an agent and put in extra time whenever he could. It was around this time that he met his wife, uh, future wife, excuse me, Kathy Ponticelli. Kathy met Mark's mom at a restaurant one night in 1982, and Barbara insisted the two meet. She called Mark and was like, I met this girl. She's gorgeous. You'd be perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. So Kathy called him. and that's how they got married. So Kathy was the, quote, daughter of a wealthy real estate manager, but had been through some rough times before meeting Mark. She rebelled as a teenager and dropped out of high school. She took a job bartending and ended up getting married at the age of twenty to a man ten years her senior. Um, he started beating the shit out of her pretty quick, so she left. Yeah. She then took a job at a massage parlor. Ooh. And the way it was described was she took a job
0: Massage. Mm-hmm.
1: She took a job at a massage parlor not knowing the meaning of a happy ending.
0: Oh, stop.
1: So it was one of those places. Yeah. Uh, when she refused the advances of a customer, he followed her home and raped her. Whoa. Yeah.
0: That escalated.
1: Very quickly. Um, She she did go to the police, and they were like, well, I mean, he said he didn't do it, so, eh, whatever. Yeah. They didn't do anything until... It's so
0: hard to prove when it's just he said, she said.
1: Well... They finally arrested him after he broke into her apartment and fucking trashed
0: it. Jesus. And even
1: then, he wasn't arrested for the rape. They wanted information about the fucking happy ending massage parlor.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So, Kathy was determined, though, to move on. She got her GED and eventually got uh, an associate's degree. She ended up landing a pretty decent job as an apartment manager. So, Mm -hmm. she was doing well. Um, Mark and Kathy instantly hit it off, so his mom kind of knew what was up. They ended up eloping uh, Easter weekend of 1984. Hmm. Mark continued his clerk job at the FBI. Uh, he was weary to attempt the entrance exam because of an old shoulder injury. He was afraid he wouldn't get in.
0: Yeah.
1: He ended up, like, applying a lot before he finally got in. And really? Kathy was the one who really pushed him to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, she's like, listen, fucker, I can get out of my shit. Yeah. You can get out of yours. Right. So... The only thing was, going from a clerical position to being an agent is very rare, but he was determined. Um, The couple ended up having their first child, who they named Danielle, and then in the beginning of 1986, Mark took the entrance exam again and found out in mid-1986 that he was accepted. Wow. And he left for Quantico.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, He graduated October 6th. And if
0: people... Aren't oh, familiar sorry. with Quantico. Quantico is where the headquarters and academy is for the FBI.
1: I mean, hasn't everybody seen, seen NCI? Just saying. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Her Silence of the Lambs. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, that would have been a better reference, yeah. Huh? yeah. Way better. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Um. So, he graduated October 6th of 1986 with the gold badge that he had always dreamed of. mm hmm so, Mark was initially assigned to the Louisville, Kentucky office. I know we talked about this before. Is it is it actually Louisville? It's not Louisville, right? Like, it never was? No. It's just it's, Louisville?
0: As far as I know, it's no. Louisville.
1: Random. Sorry. Um, Kathy started looking at houses, and they were getting ready to go. Uh, but in February of 1987, he was given his first assignment, which was no longer with the Louisville office, but was a two-man office in the Kentucky State Police Building in Pikeville, Kentucky.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, By the time they made the move to Pikeville, Kathy was pregnant with their second child. And while Kathy was excited for Mark and his first assignment, she hated the area. (laughs) It was not uh, a great area. It was a relatively lower income area Mm -hmm. that was mostly known for its, like, Internal civil war between um, the Hatfields and God damn it! I wrote it down, and I don't remember where I wrote it down at. Mm. Um, but the reason I say that is because there's still there's still cops by those names yeah. that work in the area for the sheriff's department. Oh, so wow! And okay. um, actually, now it's gonna bother me. Oh boy! Yep, it's gonna bother me. Gonna bother me, McCoy. Thank you, Hatfield and McCoy. Ah, yes. okay. Um, <clears throat> so it became pretty clear uh, pretty early on that that uh, office didn't really need an, a rookie agent. It uh, he was sent there for a reason. They had a lot of administrative issues. Yeah, nobody wanted to do paperwork. Nobody kept up with the shit. They needed a clerk, really, yeah. more than they needed an agent and he had all that previous history working as a clerk at the New Haven office. Right. So that's really why he was sent. Okay. Um, He knew this, Mark figured it out, you know, but he knew all the ins and outs of the administrative side um, and decided, you know what, I'm just gonna make the most of it. Um, It didn't stop him at all, it didn't deter him. He was convinced that the best way to get a promotion was to quote, compile an impressive arrest record. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he knew he needed to learn the new area and made friends with the local cops, making a point to show that they were on the same playing field and he didn't see himself as better than them. No, Because that's a big to-do. Oh, yeah. Uh, FBI agents and cops oh, we generally don't lot. get along.
0: So. We butt heads a lot. It
1: was a big to-do. And he, he did. He managed. He made friends with a lot of the sheriff's deputies. Who ended up taking him on ride alongs and yeah. showing him the area and introduced him to the locals? and
0: Yeah. You know, he I mean, really it was a think, smart idea. I don't think the headbutting is as much as it used to be. Um, it used to be bad. Yeah. But now, I mean, the the last couple of years yeah. when I worked with feds, it, it really, the, we were on the same page. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't that bad.
1: I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm
0: having a, Sorry, I'm
1: having a bad brain
0: day today. Need a Adderall? I took one. Oh,
1: that's that's how you know it's a bad brain day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I did manage to freak out uh, Marco though. The guy, I work my with. boy, my yeah, boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made him feel my head, and it freaks him out. He's yeah, like squishy. He's like it's a soft spot, and I was like, just feel it, Marco. <laughs>
0: Just push it in.
1: He's like, ah, ah. Push it so, in. Um, so his network of informants grew, and it wasn't long before he thought of himself as, quote, a streetwise crime fighter.
0: Oh, boy. Who was living go. the
1: life that he had always dreamed about.
0: Here we go.
1: Mm-hmm. See, this is why you want to punch did, him in the uh, fucking face.
0: Did I ever think of that when I had informants working undercover? No. No, not at all. No. Like I could care less.
1: I still think you're the only person in fucking history ever to have an informant donate to your GoFundMe page.
0: She wasn't an an she wasn't an eh. informant. But you I, know what I mean. I arrested her son for attempt murder, and then I ended up when he got out on he he didn't get ch- he got charged with the attempt murder, but in court it got dropped down to an ag bat. Mm-hmm. He did three years. When he got out he a week got, later, he got killed. Mm-hmm. And I worked as murder. Yes. And she actually donated to my Go Go Fund. She hated the police.
1: Oh, she made it well known. She donated <laughs> and then put, uh, "I love you, Cash. Get yeah. better soon." Riverdale killed my son.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, this is. Oh,
0: she hated us cops. This yeah. motherfucker. She hated she hated us, us she cops. Was, But she liked me and Lugo because we doll. we treated her with yeah. respect and her family with respect, and yeah. even when we locked up her boys, we still treated yeah. them with respect. So. We
1: we corresponded for a few days because I you know I messaged her and thanked her, and she was just an absolute sweetheart. She invited me over for food and, and like she was
0: great. She, like in real life, she's a badass gangster. Oh, I bet. She, I no, oh, I no know. strings about mm-hmm. it. She's mm. a badass gangster, and
1: she wanted to cook me dinner.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, she she invited me over for dinner. Like she's
1: like, you have to eat. I know you're not eating. You have to eat. And I was like, listen, lady, I'm fat. Like I can go a couple
0: days. Oh I no, mean, come for dinner. Like yeah, she if, if was a down- you you think of like a straight up gangster living in the ghetto, that's you what, know, that's it, ghetto queen. Like mm-hmm. that was her. Like she she would scrap. And she'd fucking shoot you in a harpy.
1: So, side note. We, we recently got Riverdale back. And a lot of the, the newer people <laughs> don't know
0: Riverdale. Should we even be saying Riverdale? Uh, who nah, cares? We, it's uh, not like I'm, we haven't said it before. Yeah, I'm retired from it. So, There's
1: an area in, in the town that's exceptionally worse than the rest of the town.
0: And which is funny because it's right next to the police station. Right
1: next to it. Like you could yeah. throw a fucking rock at it.
0: Yes. And, and the all, amount of shootings dude, we've, we've had Dude, all these there. new
1: kids at like three in the morning. I'm going to go drive around Pacesetter. No. No the fuck you are not. No you are not. I had one tell me that while I was dispatching. I was like, no. Yeah. Well, why not? They don't give a fuck that you're EMS. No. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care.
0: I mean, for a while... When one of our cops fucked up in there, mm. we weren't allowed to go in just single units. Yeah, no. We had to go in there yeah. at least two units.
1: And he's, I'm going to go drive around there. N- no.
0: Yeah. Thank God that no. guy got fired because he was a piece of shit. And
1: half the streets are blocked. So, because, you know, yeah. they, were gonna, they were trying to shut it down. They're
0: still trying to shut it down. It's not going to happen. It it won't. I don't know.
1: But, I mean, like. Like, yeah, the newer people, they don't know. They don't know any of you right. guys, you know. One,
0: <laughs> well, there's so many new guys. Yeah. I, I mean, fuck. Well, there, an, There's oh, only a few few of the older guys lost. Yeah, and a, a lot
1: of our guys are new. Yeah, I had an EMT. He's like, I went into Riverdale. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, one of the cops hugged me.
0: <laughs> and I was like,
1: which one? And he explained it. And I was like, oh, that's, you know. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know what to do. So I hugged him back, and I was like, that, "That's all he wanted." Right. I said, "They're they're happy. We're back." Um, so yeah, yep. uh, you guys were my favorite. You guys, you guys looked out for us. We did. You did. You still do. We
0: did. Yeah.
1: So, um, all right, back to this. Uh, now that we're, you know, streetwise crime fighters. Yeah.
0: Right. Hiya. <laughs> Hiya.
1: Hiya. Um, so after a bank was robbed of eighteen thousand dollars. Mark started to realize that robberies in the surrounding areas resembled the work of Carl Edwards Cat Eyes mm-hmm. Lockhart, and his sights were set because he knew, like, he's a big fish, man. So, uh, Carl Edwards Cat Eyes got his name because he had green eyes, two percent of the population, mm-hmm. and was apparently very good looking. I couldn't find a picture of him, I didn't oh. look very hurt either. So, oh. um, yeah, sorry. So, right around the time that Mark went to Pikeville, Lockhart was being released from prison.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, He had just served seven years of an 18-year sentence for bank robbery and was released on probation.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, as long as Mark dreamed of being an FBI agent, Lockhart would later say that he dreamed of being a bank robber.
0: Hey, (laughs) we all have different dreams.
1: I mean, the motherfucker was good at it. Yeah. So, in 1980, he robbed a Grundy, Virginia bank of $300,000. Holy shit. Back then, that's... Oh, it's like triple that. Yeah. Uh, It took him and a friend all of about three months to spend it.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude. I mean,
1: really, that's hookers and cocaine there's nothing else oh, there's, that you can spend yeah. that much money on in three right, months so right. he bought like a birkin bag and then like hookers and cocaine
0: <laughs> hookers and cocaine that's what he did smoke or fucking snorting the cocaine off their buttholes that's
1: exactly what he was doing yep i fucking love that movie fuck Wolf i'd be
0: doing it too
1: um what was her name venice in yeah, Wall Street. yeah. <laughs> so when the money ran out uh they went back home like dipshits and got arrested <laughs> I hope it was a good three months right you know So right. um, now one of the local sheriffs, Albert Hatfield suggested to Mark that um, he talked to his longtime friend and local woman Susan Smith. He had known her since birth because you know the Hatfield McCoy thing. So Susan had been uh, an informant before. It's a little unclear. Whether she was an informant just for like the sheriff's department before, I think so. Yeah. Um, she she grew up in the area. She knew everybody, and people tended to talk in front of her, so she kind of used it to her advantage. Her advantage you know? yeah. um, Hatfield figured she could earn some extra income and Mark could get some help with his case with Lockhart because, as it turned out, when he got paroled, Lockhart and his girlfriend, Sherry Justice, rented a room at Susan and her ex-husband Kenneth's house. So she was right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, In the hopes of getting more informants, Mark set up a meeting with Susan and Kenneth. So Susan Daniels was born in 1961 in Matwan, I believe, West Virginia. Uh, Her family moved to Freeborn, Kentucky when she was a baby because they were part of the Hatfield-McCoy thing. Dad was a Hatfield, mom was a McCoy. So, uh, yeah, it was like a Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Her parents were Sid Daniels and Tracy Daniels. She was the fifth of nine children.
0: Close your legs.
1: Dad was an alcoholic. No wonder. The man could not pull out of a driveway. Right. So.
0: I'm pulling out. No, I'm not. (laughs)
1: So, he was a formal, former coal miner who was, uh, quote, chronically unemployed.
0: Chronically?
1: Chronically unemployed <laughs> was how it was described. Yeah.
0: I love it. Um,
1: that's like hashtag goals right there. Right. Uh, and Tracy was a housekeeper. Susan went to Freeburn grade school uh, where she was on the drill team and enjoyed it. But due to family financial issues, she dropped out right after the seventh grade, which was kind of common for the area. But Susan also said that she had better things to do.
0: You're fucking 13. Yeah, right?
1: What What do you have? What? Go twirl yeah. your fucking flag.
0: Right. <laughs> Blow bubbles. Christ.
1: So she met Kenneth Smith in 1977. Uh, he was a locally famous... Dealer of methamphetamine, PCP, and cocaine.
0: Locally famous. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. All
1: right. I guess, I guess he had good shit. Mm? Yeah. Uh, he was 22 and she was 15. Oh. So apparently he was yikes. the better thing she had to do.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yikes.
1: Uh, they married in the late 1970s when Susan was 19. He was arrested shortly after on November 27th of 1979 for drug charges and went to jail for a little while. Uh, By the mid 1980s, they had two kids, Miranda and Brady, and they divorced shortly after Brady's birth. Now, it wasn't like they didn't they didn't break up. It was more of an economical choice. Okay. Because then they got double welfare.
0: Ah. So they got they still
1: lived under the same roof, you know, as a couple. Um,
0: Playing the system.
1: Yeah, but he got he got shitty. He started cheating on her and hitting her and taking all of her fucking money. So she moved to West Virginia to live with her sister for a little while when she was 24. But he was all she knew, and she went back. They ended up buying a shack, and that's how it was described. A A shack. shack.
0: Uh,
1: Buy some railroad tracks.
0: Yeah. So is that one room, two room? Uh,
1: A floor. Yeah. I don't know. So... Hat- Studio apartment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hatfield, um, Mark, Susan, and Kenneth ended up meeting in the spring of 87. Now, Mark initially asked Kenneth to be an informant. Yeah. And Kenneth was like, cool, but I want a weekly salary, I want protective custody, mm-hmm. and I want to be released for my probation.
0: Now, do you realize that some informants depending on how good they are they can make a living off of oh, it oh she was
1: she was she was making they can a, make yeah. good money she was making a living off
0: now, of it now our department we paid shit yeah no Mm-mm. but the state police and the feds, yeah they <clears throat> they pay good money
1: yeah so now susan was uh, a a wire like a wiry little fuck uh someone described her as an angry kitten
0: angry kitten which
1: i don't that ah. Oh my God! Remind me to fucking tell you something because I about peed my pants at work today. Okay. Um. I hey, just, don't
0: forget to tell me about my work name is today, Kitty, Kitty. Call me Cat, Kitty Cat.
1: So she was petite, um, skinny. Petite. Knew it. Looked good. Wore tight clothes because she's like, fuck yeah, look at me. Uh, Mark was a little bit weary of her just because he knew she, like, he knew of her reputation. She had a big mouth. Yeah. You know, she was just like, she's the one who would like start the fight, but then stand in the back and scream oh, yeah. while everybody else is getting uh, fucking. Uh, God damn, it, I, hate I hate those that. chicks. Someone fucking throw a chair at her. Yeah, I For hate real. those chicks. So he looked at Kenneth and was like, mm, "No, cool. Uh, I want Susan." So he asked if he could speak with Susan alone. So they went out to Hatfield Squad and uh, had a conversation. She started asking personal questions um, about Mark, his wife. What did she look like? Was she pretty? Did she have a nice body? Like, just generally avoiding talking about cat eyes. So, Mark was still a little weary. Uh, He knew informants generally needed some coaxing, but he was still nervous about her in general. Yeah. Now, he had a $5,000 budget for just an informant. Mm-hmm. which $5,000 then is was the equivalent to like 13000 in yeah. 2020. Oh, fuck. I'll,
0: who wouldn't take but that? Listen,
1: snitches get stitches. Uh, but stitch me stitch paid... the fuck up. Give yeah, yeah, me that five grand.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Just saying. So they started meeting uh, about two to three times a week at his office, you know, the next time they met was at his office. He didn't pay her at first because he kind of thought she was still playing games, but then eventually she started kind of giving him nuggets here and there. So he paid her her first payment of $500, and that made it official. She was now an FBI informant. Um, he got his first useful tip from her in September of 1987. She saw Cat Eyes come home one day with a bag of sawed off shotguns and ski masks whoa do you think it was like a jewel bag probably which by the way how can we always say jewel bag when we don't go to jewel ever
0: i know it's always a jewel bag but it's jewels yeah first of all and yeah we do
1: and anybody in the midwest has a bag of bags
0: yes in your like cabinet
1: Ours, yeah, ours are in the pantry. Yes,
0: in behind the, the pantry. The uh-huh. You have like bags folded in the bags and the yep. bags.
1: Yep, Yes. You pile them w- bitches w- we up. We all do. You don't throw them out? No. You unload your groceries and you put bags into bags yes. and then you kick them in the fucking pantry. Yes. That's what you do. Yep. So, and your junk drawer, you know? Yeah. Um, oh,
0: God. Not everybody has a junk drawer. I have seven. You have seven, which is fucking ridiculous. I literally
1: clean out them fucking drawers <clears throat> once a week.
0: No, and it, you it doesn't.
1: Don't. I do. Well, I attempt to, and then this shit just multiplies.
0: Oh, babe! I don't and know where it comes no, from. I don't know, but it ain't from me.
1: Uh, your drawer's is so, not very neat either.
0: Yeah, but I have one drawer, and yeah. that's it. You can I keep have more.
1: Up. I'll move my stuff over.
0: Okay, thank you. I'll
1: give you another drawer.
0: I by feel the way, like the um, middle drawer
1: is like both of ours, though, because that's where like the tools and the playing cards are.
0: By the and, way, I wanted to ask you the other night. Yeah. When our nephew Josh was over. Yeah. There was a magazine, a loaded magazine on the ground.
1: <laughs> don't ask. Do you, do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay. So um, when we were getting ready to go to Columbus, yeah. I couldn't find that little silver thing. And I wanted... For the door? Yeah. And we don't have a pole.
0: So you used a loaded I, magazine.
1: No shit. It fits right the fuck in there up at an angle and the door, it stuck the door.
0: <laughs> jo- Josh walked by and he's like, oh, well, there's a loaded magazine and we, 45s He it. probably was just like,
1: yeah, that's about right. And walked like, right past it, right? I,
0: I really thought Jax took it out. No, and uh-huh. I'm like, w- hold the fuck up.
1: No. Did you say anything to him?
0: To Jax? Yeah.
1: Did we not learn our lesson from the boots?
0: Oh, I, I asked him about oh, it, okay. but I he I you he can, know he knows not to touch. He's a really bad it. fucking liar too. Yeah, so. and he knows not to touch yeah. my shit. No,
1: hundred percent me. And it, it does, it fits right in there. <laughs> and it stopped the door.
0: He'll only touch, you know. My gun when it's when I'm yeah, around, which, you know, I'll, you I'll unload it. I, obviously, I'm safe with it. You
1: take the curiosity out of it. That's what yeah, my dad did I, with us, I, exactly.
0: So. so he's not curious anymore, yeah. and then he care could care less about. And I
1: mean, it. what's he going to do with the loaded magazine? Throw the bullets at somebody?
0: Yeah, I don't Whatever.
1: know. No, it but it it does it fits right. It's right in the slide of
0: the drawer. okay yeah. so yeah I, um i was thought i was mean- fucking clever that is I- clever but it, it just it was funny because the <laughs> way he's like dude there's a magazine on and the and
1: he didn't he just walked right past it didn't he
0: no he picked it up oh he it's, did it's back in the drawer
1: he's such a like he's it's an so- extra
0: mag the gun is upstairs yeah, but oh, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, we keep an extra magazine in case we need um, more ammo down here bitch got to reload. yeah he's such a good kid he's like he kept trying to do stuff and i was
1: like i got it and he's like i'm home for two weeks just like let me help for two weeks (laughs) right (laughs) fine like he he pushed me to get to the (laughs) the wheelchair yeah
0: fucker he's such a good dude he is
1: but yeah i wonder um like what did he bring the shotguns in and and ski masks
0: right they probably were jewel bags they
1: i i they had to have been yeah like, you're just walking around with that shit? <laughs> Jeez, Walgreens has sturdy bags.
0: Yeah, they do. Um,
1: <clears throat> So she's like, I'm going to pay attention
0: to this. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So <clears throat> she learned that he planned to rob the First National Bank in, I'm probably saying this wrong, by the way, Farrell's Creek, which was 15 miles south of Pikeville. It turned out to be a good tip. Ooh. He followed through with the bank robbery and he was caught. He subsequently was arrested in December of 1987 and the following year was sentenced to 57 years in whoa. federal prison whoa he didn't even get that much for the 300 grand the no. hookers and cocaine
0: man yeah. in federal time you're doing what eighty percent 85 percent 85 percent yeah So
1: now, Susan was pissed when he got arrested because Mark was actually out of town serving a fugitive warrant. Yeah. And they listed another agent's name in the newspaper, and he got credit for it. Ooh. And Susan was mad. She's like, I gave him the fucking tip, you know? Yeah. So she went to his office, and he paid her $1,500 for the tip. Wow. This goofy fucking broad tried to give it back.
0: Really? Well, you didn't get credit for it.
1: Who gives a fuck Who about him? Who gives a
0: fuck? Take the money. You're the snitch. Yeah. dumb dum. Wow. So
1: she threw it on his desk and left. So he went to his superior and he's like, hey, goofy bitch, left the fucking money on my desk. Like, what do yeah. I do? Right. And his superior was like, write a memo, write a to-from, and put it back in the safe. Mm-hmm. So that's what he did.
0: I'd have been like fifteen, fifteen hundred, Cookers and cocaine. Going mm-hmm. to so, strip club tonight. Um, Diamond's gonna be happy. Diamond, oh my
1: god! So he won. He didn't want to like piss her off though, because he still needed her to to testify yeah. against, you know, cat eyes. So
0: <clears throat> when he brought up testifying, oh god, cat I eyes. hate when you fucking do that. Well, if you're just just gonna keep saying that's cat his eyes.
1: nickname, I can't help it. <clears throat>
0: Then I'm going to keep going. Ugh.
1: So when he brought up testifying, she said that she would have no problems testifying, but she would need money to move her and her kids out of the town for safety, uh, which was interesting because she fucking told anybody that would listen to her that she was an FBI informant. Oh, my God. Because while it's dangerous. It's the number
0: one fucking thing not to do.
1: Number one rule of Fight Club: Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. She felt it was glamorous and was like, "Blah, look at me,
0: well, honey, yeah. you're a snitch." Yeah, like That's, I'm not.
1: I'm not judging. Get I, paid to snitch all you want, right? But, but don't brag
0: about it. Don't don't think it's like glamorous. No.
1: <laughs> all right, so here's a uh, here's where the shit gets a little weird. Okay. You Here's where we go woo, down that hill, <laughs> crash, fucking burn down
0: okay. that hill.
1: So, in the fall of 1987, right before um, Lockhart got arrested, Susan became friendly with Mark's wife, Kathy. Ooh. She called the house one day to talk to Mark, and he wasn't home. Kathy was very used to taking his messages and, and shit like that. She would even write reports for him, I guess. Really? Yeah. Um, they were described as a good team, Ooh. which I'm not... I mean, I helped you study for a sergeant's exam. Yeah, you did. So. Yeah. And by I helped you. I read the book and just told you. (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) That was funny at work. So, she asked, um, Kathy, she didn't really feel sorry for her so much as she felt like a kinship. Like, she knew what it was like to be, you know, down and out and alone and broke. And so, she kind of, she felt bad, but like, she kind of felt like they were... Soul sisters, yeah. you know? So, Susan asked a lot of questions about Mark. Okay. A lot. And Kathy, she wasn't stupid. She knew that Susan was enamored with him. Yeah. But, <laughs> funny now, uh, she also thought that, you know, Mark was a professional. And there yeah. was nothing to concern herself with.
0: Right. She was wrong. Oh, boy.
1: They started speaking daily.
0: Really? Daily,
1: for hours on end. Became great friends.
0: Oh, that's weird. Isn't
1: that weird? Like, Kathy cut her hair, so then Susan cut her hair, and was like, Mark, do I look like Kathy?
0: That's weird. What?
1: Mm -hmm. Again, still needing her to testify, he didn't do much. Yeah. So, he starts working on another case with um, another, not informant, but going after another guy by the name of Charlie,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: it was a chop shop. Okay. So they were they were going after this chop shop and it was the next big case that he was going to have and he was he's like this is this is it. This is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing. And yeah. There was a shit ton of evidence so he knew that he was going to excel at that because mm-hmm. he his clerk duties and everything. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now Susan wasn't really, she had really nothing to do with the chop shop. So, yeah. he was still talking to her because he needed her to testify, but she really wasn't giving him tips that he could use Yeah, for this. yeah. Nothing. So, nothing helpful. Right. So, um, at this point, Kathy is getting ready to give birth to their son. So, they decide that she's going to go to uh, Connecticut with her parents. So, it was right around the time that she was getting ready to leave that they were going to raid this chop shop.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... He found out, though, that the day he was supposed to drop her and their daughter off at the airport, the FBI had moved the raid up to that day. Yeah. So he dropped him off to, you know, the airport and went racing over to the area and found out that they they got word yeah. of the raid. Um. So nothing happened. Everybody took off. There was like two dogs left in the store. That yeah. Was like two actual like old dogs left in the store. Um, but they ended up recovering, according to Mark's paperwork, approximately two million dollars in stolen parts. Oh wow! The papers reported it as six million dollars. Yeah, it was actually the biggest bust of its kind in FBI history.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. So,
1: and he was in his his heyday. Like he he still had to log all the evidence, and because of him, that's how they they knew how much money they made or they you know was stolen and everything like that. So he ended up doing that, still made it to Connecticut for the birth of his son, but they had to go back to Pikeville. So when they got back, Susan came to see him at the office. She kissed him on the lips, which kind of took him aback a little bit. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, well, she's a little fucking comfortable. Right. Um. Maybe because you made her comfortable. Yeah. And she's like, I brought you a gift. She brought him running shoes and a t-shirt, which is a little Forrest Gumpish to me,
0: but... <laughs> yeah, Just
1: is. um hey, a, But I could, uh, I'd use it. Yeah, but we've been together for like 117 years. So like, it wouldn't be weird if I bought you shoes. Right. I
0: feel like this was weird. The, yeah, it is weird. Yeah. It a is weird. Well, for scumpish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? So he tried to decline the gift. Oh my
0: God.
1: <laughs> and she's like, no, it would really hurt my feelings if you did. Like, you know, you, you helped me a lot. I want to give you this gift. And he's like, all right, fine. So, he goes to his superior again, and he's like, goofy bitch, brought me shoes. What do I do?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he said, write it to from and put it in the fucking safe. So, that's what he did.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> now, we find out, too, that right before he left to watch his son being born,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Susan propositioned him. Really? Yeah. Um, he said no and reminded her of her friendship with Kathy. And her response was, well, Kathy doesn't have to know.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, little girl, I'll get
1: you. <laughs> so this this is when he says he, he really knew the extent of her feelings.
0: Do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, I guess when somebody says, I would like to take my pants off for you, <laughs> it becomes a little obvious. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Ju- I mean. Things have escalated. Yeah.
1: But it went from, like, I'm going to take my pants off
0: to, here's a pair of shoes. Here's a pair of Nike running shoes. Yeah,
1: I think they were Nikes, actually. Really? Yeah, I really think, I, I think they were. Um, so now, at this point, though, the trial came around. And he said that she really came through at
0: yeah. the trial.
1: She really did great and it had a lot to do with him getting sentenced to the, the 57 years. Um, right around this time, his regular partner left Pikeville. And he wasn't a huge fan. They I mean they they were civil. They worked okay together, but they didn't, you know, really get along. So he was looking forward to a new partner.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh until 37-year-old uh agent Ronald Ronald Poole showed up. Okay. Uh Mark thought he was lazy and, you know, felt that you should be a, of certain standard athletic ability as an FBI agent. Yeah, I guess. And uh, Ronald he
0: should as cops, too. Yeah.
1: Now, Ronald Poole did um, undercover narcotic work in Chicago. So okay. he was like, fuck you and your jogging shoes. Yeah. I would like beer and hot dog. Right. Thank you. Um, And he didn't want to work with a rookie who happened to be a Yankee. Ooh.
0: Yeah. So apparently... Damn Yankees. Um, Phone blown I up. I hate open enrollment. <laughs> Tell everyone, sh- just stop texting me. I hate it. I hate it.
1: <laughs> so, um, so Susan's tips now at this point were mostly drug related. The trial's over. Susan still wants to, you know, take her pants off. Mm-hmm. So Mark's like, I'm going to push her off on pool.
0: Yeah.
1: Perfect. Um, I wrote this quote down just just for you. Um, now Pool was excited cuz he was like, yeah. Look at that.
0: Yeah, right. Uh
1: the sheriff uh the yeah, the sheriff's deputy Hatfield mm-hmm. described Pool, quote, "He was a pussyhound first and foremost <laughs> and a federal agent maybe second.
0: Oh god. Oh, I kn-
1: might be the best quote I have ever fucking written.
0: It, it might it- it is because I know those kind of kind, of kind of cops too.
1: Yeah, and he's disgusting. Yeah, with what he he's just he's fucking gross.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I think that's why I don't look at like I don't Google all of their pictures sometimes because I'm like I know what you look like in my head, and I bet yeah. you that's what you look like in real fucking life, and <laughs> <Yeah>. you're gross. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm gonna have nightmares about you. Right? So, um, so Susan refused his advances. She thought he was fucking gross, too. Um, but Kathy invited him out to dinner. You know, new partner. Let's let's meet. Yeah. He, um, he w- like, was oogling her. So Mark was like, God, now I really fucking hate you. You yeah. know? So he's just, he's fucking gross. He's just, he's gross. So now Susan, at this point, is getting kind of pissed because she knows that Mark's trying to push her off. On this guy. So her calls to Kathy become more frequent and more urgent.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And she's telling Kathy that she's taking a lot of pills and she's drinking daily. Oh, boy. Kathy now at this point is like, I no longer give a fuck. Right. So she, she didn't want to be in Pikeville. She didn't fucking like it. She was having a hard time after the baby. So she's like, listen, like, let's get out of town for a little while. So they go on this 10 day vacation to Myrtle Beach. Um, and when they get back, within an hour of being back, Kathy gets a phone call from some hickerbilly old man saying, your old lady's banging the informant, Susan.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. So now she asked Mark, is, is anything going on? And yeah. at this time, nothing was going on. Yeah. But Susan again was pissed that Mark was trying to push her off. She had... Lost a lot of friends because they found out she was an informant because, you know, she fucking told everybody. Um, so she told everybody that they were sleeping together Ooh. and they weren't at the time. Ah. So now Kathy, she's getting depressed. Mark's throwing himself into work she's depressed, maybe a little postpartum, Who, you know, yeah. you, you never really know. Yeah. I, I think when somebody calls you and says your husband's banging his informant, like, uh, it's bound to it's make gonna, you a little upset. Yeah,
0: it's going to you know, stick in your head. You got a
1: new baby, and this is what you fucking have to hear about. Right. You know? So now Susan, at this point, knows that she has to keep giving Mark good tips if he's going to keep using her as an informant. She's got to give more than just drug tips. So she ends up giving another tip about another bank robbery, which was a good tip. It was a valid tip. Um, but it really didn't work because Mark ended up passing the case off to Ronald Poole anyways. Um, Mark started to try and avoid her, which was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some sources say that he made up threats, yeah, like bomb threats and shit like that. Other sources say that He came out of his house one day and found all of his tires slashed, and they were getting like heavy breather phone calls. And Kathy was just done, so he put in a transfer. Okay. Um, I have to move my now to subject
0: notebook. Moving it over and slamming it down.
1: Slap it to base. Slap it to base. So he ends up putting in for this transfer, and he he gets it. He gets transferred to Florida in 1989. Uh-huh. Now, he's based in Miami. Family's out there. Things are going great. Yeah. He has to return to Pikeville in the summer of 1989 because he uh, had to kind of tie up some loose ends of a, an auto theft case right. that he had been working on. Right. Um, he tried to not let Susan know that he was in town, uh, but Ronald Poole was like, Hey, Uh,
0: your boy's back. Yeah.
1: And he didn't, you know, he didn't get a squad, but like he got a rental. And so some people are like, well, he was trying to hide it. He wasn't because he, you know, put everything in for expense reports and everything like that. Yeah. So at this point, Susan, she pretty much throws herself at him. Yeah. And this time he doesn't push her away Mm. because, you know, things are kind of. Eh, at home. Yeah. His wife probably fucking hates him. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to him, uh, Kathy had started drinking. Okay. A lot. Oh, really? So, while he was back in Pikeville, him and Susan, like I said, met up. She kissed him. They didn't... He didn't push her away. Instead, he drove her to a remote area. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: this is when they had sex for the first time in his car. Now, he would say... That they had sex five times over a two week period,
0: mm-hmm.
1: only in the car yeah. in remote areas. Right. She would say they were banging three times a day in motel rooms and hey, this, that, and the other. Hey-o. So he went, he went, you know, he went back to Miami. She starts saying that she's pregnant with his Ooh, child. Okay. Yikes. So. She said that the the child was his. She threatened to expose him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she miscarried.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So So, she was actually pregnant.
1: Allegedly. Okay. Now there is, um, there were hospital records of uh, a pregnancy, possible pregnancy and a DNC, which is, um, uh, it's dilation and cure it's a they scrape your uterus to okay. so you get like products of conception right or like you know just to clean you out basically so there were hospital records that would match up that she could have been pregnant mm-hmm. but she ends up not having a baby um but she comes up pregnant again
0: Ooh, yeah
1: and she tells him
0: were they still banging
1: he says they only it was only the five times over the two weeks. Okay. So really the first time she said she was pregnant would add up time wise. Second time
0: not so not much. So, much. Yeah.
1: so she tells him, like, I'm pregnant, it's yours. I want money. I want us to be together. You need to leave Kathy. And he's like, Listen, I, I want a fucking paternity test, yeah. obviously. Um, and if the child is mine, Kathy and I will adopt it.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Now. uh,
0: How does Kathy feel about that?
1: Kathy, I'm sure, did not know. uh, But Susan, rightfully so, lost her fucking shit. Yeah. Which I don't blame her. Yeah. I would have been like, are you motherfucking kidding me? So they end up going for a drive. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Susan thought they were going to go bang and make up and everything was going to be great.
0: Yeah.
1: So. ooh, Sorry. So they get to, you know, a remote clearing, and he brings it up again. You know, if, if the baby is mine, I'm going to take the baby, and Kathy and I will adopt the baby. Right. Um, Susan was like, fuck you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, you won't. And their verbal argument turned physical.
0: Okay.
1: He ends up strangling her. Ooh. Now, he says that he was strangling her and telling her, basically, to, like, shut up. Yeah. Just calm down. Shut up. Calm down. So like baptizing a fucking cat. Um, He said that he snapped because Susan was threatening to tell Kathy about the affair. Yeah. Which I'm shocked that she didn't already.
0: Right. You know, I feel like she
1: would have just called at 3 a.m. and been like, hey, guess what? Yeah. So he thought (sighs) he's stupid. That's what he is. He's like, "I, I didn't realize she was dead.
0: Oh, stop. Uh,
1: well, honey, that's what happens when you strangle someone for yeah. seven fucking minutes with your bare hands. They Ye- they stop breathing. They
0: stop breathing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when he figured out uh, she was dead, he put her in the trunk of the car.
0: Hmm.
1: He drove around for a day or so with her in the trunk, um, finished up what he had to do with work.
0: Oh, of course. Right.
1: Um, found an old coal mining road the following evening and dumped her body there. And then flew home to Miami the same day. Miami. Miami. So this was on June 8th of
0: 1989.
1: Yeah. On June 16th, uh, Susan's sister, Shelby, filed a missing missing persons report. Now, police were like, eh. Yeah. They weren't super concerned. Right. Um, not only did she really have kind of a, a sketchy past, but... She was very open with the fact that she was an FBI informant. Yeah. And they just kind of thought, like, well... Maybe
0: she's doing some work.
1: Or she told the wrong people. Yeah. So when they did actually start an investigation, they focused on Kenneth and his acquaintances because they all knew that she told on cat eyes, obviously, Mm -hmm. because she testified at his trial. Yeah. Um, So Shelby, though, kept telling... I just bit my tongue... Kept telling the investigators that the last time she spoke to Susan, Susan told her that she was out somewhere and that she was waiting for Mark to come drive her home. Yeah, specifically waiting for Mark to come drive her home. Right. So, um,
0: wait.
1: Yeah. All right. So yeah. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So the police now are using Mark's own informants. Really, to piece kind of together the story yeah. against him. And it turns out that one of the informants was staying in the same motel with Mark, not with him in the same room, but at the same yeah. motel yeah. Um, the night that Susan disappeared and was maybe saying that they heard and saw something.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So now Mark's back in Miami and there was this whole fucking to do with. A politician selling drugs that Kathy actually got in on
0: really they all
1: went out to dinner but Susan was like she showed up with a bag of pills and was like he's he's trying to sell drugs for votes yeah. essentially so they all went out to dinner and Kathy could see that he was like hitting on her so she just like turned on the fucking charm and yeah. when Mark and Susan left the table. This politician was like, "You know you're a hot bitch, don't you?" Whoa. That is what he said. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Uh, Ew. Who who fucking who says that?
0: <laughs> who sa- who says that? I'm pretty rough around the edges and I don't even say that. That
1: is the equivalent to me of being like, "Daddy likes it." <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What is what is wrong with you? So she used it to her advantage and he slipped her some coke. Wow. So now she's like, well, I'm going to be a fucking FBI agent, which same girl, same. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty much a detective. I get it. So it turns out Susan is now pissed at Mark and she calls Kathy and was like, listen, we know all about like this drug sting you're setting up with the politician. Yeah. And Kathy's like, how the fuck do you know about that? Ronald Poole. So, the partner ratted him out, so yeah. they think maybe the threats were coming from him or the politician, yeah, regardless. So they go to Miami so now he's he's back in Miami. he's doing his thing and living his life, and Susan's missing, and they kind of look for her, they kind of don't look for her. he says Mark then says that he just becomes racked with guilt, yeah. Just absolutely racked with guilt and, and has to say something. He oh, has wow. to get it off his chest. Okay. Uh it's probably because they told him he was gonna take a fuck of poly. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Because they figured out, obviously, that he was the last person to see Susan alive. Oh, and they're
0: big so on now, polys. Oh yeah.
1: And now the the FBI is like, so we think maybe yeah. it was you. Do you we want you to, to take this polygraph? Yeah. And that's when he says he was just wrecked.
0: Oh, of course, he was.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yep. he cut four questions into the polygraph when the polygraph examiner came out and was like, "Uh, guys,
0: <laughs> he's ready to talk. You
1: might want to come. Uh, you might want to come take a look at this. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not. He's not doing good. Yeah. So he miserably fucking failed." the polygraph yeah and they come in and they're like so what's the word babe? let's talk <laughs> yeah and that's when he said that she he he laid it all out there she said she was pregnant she said it was mine i said me and kathy would adopt the baby and she hit me and i fucking choked
0: her oh wow but i didn't
1: realize i killed her
0: oh of course right of course i mean i That I didn't mean. They
1: teach you about like dead bodies in the
0: FBI, right? Uh, In the FBI, I don't know. I don't know know what they teach, but I mean, I would think so. Common sense. Yeah.
1: Cut off the air supply. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he confessed, fully confessed. Wow. After he failed the poly, so don't tell me you were racked with guilt. You fucking lying sack of shit. Right uh he then led the uh investigators to where he dumped her body.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh he pled guilty to one count of first degree manslaughter.
0: What? Yeah. Wh- what? <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man. So what did he get? Ma- manslaughter. What did he get?
1: I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh um the prosecutor would later say that without Mark's confession, uh, Pike County had, quote, absolutely no evidence, mm-hmm. not one scintilla or shred of evidence to bring a charge or convict this man because even the polygraph wasn't admissible in court.
0: That's true.
1: So like again, first rule of fight club, don't talk about fight club. Right. Fucking dumbass. Uh The uh, prosecuting attorney also said that it was the first time in his almost 30 years as a prosecutor that they encountered someone who wanted to confess to a homicide that they had no evidence of.
0: Wow, this fucking guy. You're stupid. What a fucking goof. they
1: literally had nothing. nothing. The trunk that she was put in was Mm -hmm. a rental car so that's been to 17 different families right. since we probably took that shit to columbus R- like right. <laughs> they had they had literally nothing
0: what a fucking dummy
1: yeah yeah so wow. i oh, babe. i don't know um so the confession was june 4th that's where he told her um you know told him about the body and everything like that um One year, almost exactly after her murder, he pled guilty to choking her to death. Mm. Um, I don't know, and I could not really find a good reason as to why he was charged with manslaughter versus homicide. Um,
0: Well, I mean, the premeditation would have been hard to prove.
1: I mean, would it be, though?
0: i i would think he so. drove
1: her out to a remote fucking area after she says i'm pregnant
0: yeah but the premeditation for the yeah. murder they're discussing a pregnancy yeah so i i would i i would think me personally the premeditation would have been hard to prove
1: yeah well especially because they had no
0: but why not second again. degree
1: right yeah well what's the difference second-degree murder or so second-degree murder is homicide but without like the premeditation right
0: yeah i mean i would have to look up and read for illinois at least i would have to read now the with, specific statutes
1: with premeditation i mean it's not something that has to be planned per se it could be like you have this slot in your head i'm gonna fucking kill this person and 30 seconds later you kill them That can still be premeditation because you have the opportunity to stop, correct?
0: I would think so, yeah. But again, you have to prove that in court.
1: Yeah.
0: You see what I'm saying? I just
1: just wanted to sound smart.
0: No, I, yeah, I mean, mean, to me that absolutely is premeditation, but you have to prove that in court. It's got to be proven.
1: Mm. So... This guy's a fucking douchey McDouche. Um, He gets sentenced to 16 years.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Um, Kathy's stuck by his side. Wow. The whole time um, until
0: 1998. When was the sentencing?
1: Uh, Well, he got out... It was in
0: 1990.
1: Okay. So, um, she stuck by his side, like Mm -hmm. I said, until uh, 1998 Mm -hmm. when... It depends on the source. Um, she it was either organ failure from alcoholism. Yeah. Or a heart attack from alcoholism. Yeah. She was thirty eight years old.
0: Oh my god.
1: Thirty-eight years old. Wow. Her kids found her.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: Thirty eight years old. Like Jesus. I, I hope he's fucking proud of himself. I just got chills. Yeah, because she started drinking because of Well, you know,
0: how can you not?
1: Yeah. Um, How the fuck can you not? He was uh, described as a, quote, model prisoner.
0: Oh, Jesus. And
1: was released after 10 years. He now lives in Georgia, has custody of his kids while well, he had, you know, he was 41, mm-hmm. you know, when he got out and he had custody of his kids. Um, Still
0: has a life to live.
1: Got remarried and Unreal. works as a personal trainer
0: un-fucking-real mm-hmm. so he still has his life to live he's
1: oh yeah he's, he's fucking, living
0: it up yeah what a now, fucking joke
1: there is a book about this called above suspicion which was turned into a movie which was not released really yeah unless i mean i don't think it has been it wasn't like it was a, a solid 20 years yeah. That the movie you know, after the book was written that the the movie was made. Um but yeah, they didn't they didn't release it. Wow, I yeah. wonder why. Um Susan's family was absolutely outraged
0: okay. at
1: the lack of really anything. Yeah. Um he was offered a plea bargain that they did not come to the family about. They mm. didn't talk to Susan's family about it. Yeah. Shelby was uh pretty fucking intent that she was going to take care of things.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: she ended up attempting to conceal a 38 caliber handgun into the courtroom.
0: Really? So. Wow. And then
1: um, they asked her, well, were you going to murder him? And she was like, no, I forgot
0: I had it. She's smart. Yeah. She's smart.
1: Because that realistically speaking, and I'll see if you remember that happened <laughs> to us when we <laughs> When we went out one night, the person we were with mm. forgot they had a gun on him.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember? No. I'll just,
1: I'm like, who fucking forgets that? Yeah, yeah, I
0: don't remember. Totally
1: forgot. I'll have to tell you. Yeah, forgot. So he uh, he's living in, in Georgia. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it says pancreatitis. What a
0: piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Pizza he, chip.
1: He remained close to Kathy's parents. After she passed. Mm-hmm. And Kathy's mother still defends him, saying that what happened was simply, quote, a crime of passion. Wow. Mm. Wow. Or it was he uh, stuck his dick where he didn't belong and was going to get in trouble.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Hmm. Man.
0: 16 years and that do 10. So the other thing, too. i fucking real.
1: Um. So, uh, allegedly, uh, Ronald Poole told Susan that Mark was, you know, banging all these women and he was yeah. doing all this and that's why she got mad. Um, he came out afterwards and said that Mark was furnishing informants with guns and drugs and that's how he got his cases and that's how he was. That's oh, really? the kind of an agent he was. Yeah, He was only an FBI agent from 1987
0: to 1990. Wow. <laughs>
1: That did not take long for me to fuck that up.
0: No, not long at all.
1: Um, And the autopsy also showed that Susan was not pregnant at the time of her death. Really? So, yeah. Uh, It said that they were unable to find, quote, any trace of a fetus. And she was saying she was about four
0: months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Oh, What a fuck up.
1: And everybody defended him. Why? Uh, Babe, uh, like... Everybody defended him. His brother would say he just couldn't bear the guilt, so kill what? her
0: so yeah i wh- I'm sorry, what <laughs> you
1: took your pants off. do you think he left his running shoes on?
0: Oh, that'd be awesome, he probably did with the oh, dude, he, with his socks up,
1: well, yeah, I mean obviously you'd have to you have to, but you know he was like looking at my shoes
0: right, yeah. <laughs>
1: But yeah, everybody fucking defended Un-fucking him. Unfucking real. Isn't why, that crazy? why would you
0: defend him? Well, I what? Mean, the... she, she seduced him. Man, what a story. Yeah. She didn't fucking seduce him? That's a he shame. She couldn't keep
1: his fucking pants on because his wife with was at informant. home. With a brand new fucking baby that, you know, he not impregnated just, babe, her with.
0: Not just that, an informant. A drug. A fucking. Dr- yes. Informant. That's, dude, that tops it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I was curious, you know, when you told me the gist of it, I'm like, fuck, I wonder who we killed. Yeah. And then when I read it was his informant, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. Whoops. How's that fucking happen?
0: That's f- fucked up. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I mean... The, the amount of support that he got after, like, it just it blows ridiculous. my fucking mind. It was like the only people that were pissed at him were, was Susan's family. Yeah. Yet, Kathy fucking drinks herself to death before she's even fucking 40. Yeah,
0: that's And this guy's, terrible.
1: like, living in Georgia.
0: Fucking being a personal trainer. With probably his fucking
1: sed- jogging shoes. Probably
0: seducing more women.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, as they're bending over, oh, you gotta stretch further.
1: Babe, like... I want to punch this guy in the fucking face. He's just, you're...
0: Uh, Man, what yeah. a what a story. But
1: the fact that, like, he, he had, I mean, obviously he confessed to it, and he was like, yeah, I, f- I feel
0: guilty. Well, I'm glad you feel guilty. Right. You I, should, sir. I'm glad you, you feel should. bad. You fucking killed someone. Jesus,
1: two people. He killed his wife. I don't care who the
0: fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're right.
1: The shit that she came through. You're right. Just to meet your fucking ass. Yep. To drink herself to death before 40.
0: What yeah. a shame! What a so, shame!
1: That is the uh, the story of the FBI agent. Convention. Well, that was yeah. good.
0: That was good. I'm glad Mike. Yeah. You know, requested that. So good job, Mike. Yeah. Um, I
1: hope. I hope I did you proud. There's a lot more like gross details of what like these dirty old hickerbilly fucking men say. Oh, I, babe, I, I, yeah.
0: I, we don't need you know that you're a
1: hot bitch don't oh, you god what is wrong with ugh. you
0: with his hair piece on oh, ugh.
1: babe i don't ugh. Ugh. i don't get that like that's girls don't find that attractive
0: i i wouldn't think so i mean
1: i, I should guys speak, would but guys would i shouldn't speak for everybody
0: yeah i want to be called but, a hot bitch I,
1: I mean i'll call you hot bitch i won't Thanks. call you daddy
0: why not? No,
1: we were wrapping gifts the other day. And uh, my girlfriend was like, also the tags uh, from mommy to daddy make me feel dirty. I'm like, same, <laughs> same. And I didn't even write them. You did. Same. Um, I just, I don't. I, some women may find that attractive. And that's, you know, teach own. I will never call you daddy. Um, no. What about
0: I, bad boy? Oh,
1: God, babe, come You're on. You're a
0: bad boy. That's, like, uh,
1: I don't know what's fucking worse now. Like, are you a dog? Like, that's what I yelled at the dog this morning when he shit on the floor. I know. Which, by the way, you suck. I'm getting ready for work this morning. Uh,
0: babe, it was right next to I me. Don't I don't get a I couldn't get up. I, I had you, to smell it. I, you couldn't get up? I, no. Why? Because I was in the middle of sleeping. But, <laughs> He calls me, which
1: is not abnormal while I'm getting ready. Right. Like, he always fucking needs something while I'm, like, mid-mascara. And he's like, the dog shit on the floor. I'm like, okay. Followed by, and I got to pee real bad. (laughs) Cool. So, I come downstairs, and it's literally, like, you could have not moved at all and moved your hand down and picked it up. Yeah, Mm. And then my favorite, though, is when... I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm coming around the corner. And Jackson, ma, the dog pooped on the floor.
0: (laughs) No kidding! It's in my
1: hand. You don't say... In a jewel bag. I picked it up with a jewel bag, by the way.
0: (laughs) That's why we have them. That's why
1: we have them. Pick up dog shit. I, um... God, I wanted to punch you this morning.
0: Ah, but you love me.
1: And when you, later on, you were like, but but I had to smell it. Uh, And...
0: Call me bad boy.
1: Oh God,
0: <laughs> babe, I like. Call I, me bad. Call me bad boy. I, oh my God! All right, let's on this because <laughs> oh. you're gonna. You really are gonna punch me. So I don't get it.
1: Like, ugh. Ugh.
0: Uh, big daddy.
1: Ugh. <laughs> it's like dick bigger jr
0: dick bigger jr (laughs) we we gotta find that guy oh i want to hang out with him and party i kind of do too you know he fucking parties you know he does oh you know he does and
1: somebody gets senior get senior bring him with i'll bring him i'll bring him with um so i we know what we're doing next
0: yes which shouldn't take too long no no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I've
1: been doing pretty good. It,
0: it's it's going to be a good one. It's a request by me. One of my buddies um told me to watch this Netflix documentary on it, and I thought it was just excellent. Now I gotta tell it's you, it's scary as fuck. If you yeah. like if you're gonna go into the hospital yeah, it's scary as fuck. It it's it. not Doctor Death. We already did Doctor Death,
1: which. I, we- I still find funny that we did like the, two weeks before my this is wor- I,
0: I find this worse than Doctor Death. Like yeah. this is fucking scary. And
1: so I, while we were waiting the other day yeah. for um your nose, I downloaded a book, and literally within the first chapter, some of the shit that I learned is just mind-boggling. Yeah, mind-boggling.
0: Yeah. So the documentary there, there's two things on Netflix with it: the Good Nurse.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's a documentary and like a
0: movie, right? There's a movie, I believe, called The Good Nurse. But then the documentary on it that I saw, which is scary as fucking excellent, is Catching a Killer Nurse. Yeah. And it's about an ICU nurse. Is that right? ICU? Uh,
1: ICU, CCU.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Nurse who would inject people with different medications. Right. That some were untraceable yeah. and were killing people, yeah. essentially, yeah. and he confesses to yeah. hundreds.
1: You know, and it's so like it's it's not that unheard of to be like an angel of death, they right. say, but. Um, he was not, though, and he no, never described he himself wasn't. as that. It these, wasn't like, I'm doing were, it to put these people out of their misery.
0: These people were getting better. Most of them were, in yes. fact, getting better. Yeah, yeah. And, and then out of the blue, yeah. they were dying.
1: There was, a, not too long ago, a, a female nurse that was doing the same thing, and she did it because she wanted the like notoriety of, of saving them. Yeah. So she would in, you know, inject them with whatever, yeah, and um, they would go into cardiac arrest, yeah. except she was a NICU nurse, Ugh. so she was killing babies,
0: but it's it's crazy too, because it shows how these hospitals hide it hide it. Mm-hmm. um one of the nurses who was suspicious about it, who was his colleague, called the poison control center, mm-hmm. and they even said, "You have someone that's murdering people. Yep. you need to call yep. the police, yep, and the hospital hid it, yep. Because, so, it,
1: you know, with a lot of them, with Dr. Death, Dr. Dunst, too, yeah. if if you quietly resign, they don't have they to don't, report you exactly, to the medical board. So exactly. if they term you, it anytime a, a medical professional is termed from a hospital for some sort of catastrophic reason, it has to be reported to the state medical board. But if they resign quietly, yeah. they don't have to. In these, and it doesn't go on their fucking
0: record right so
1: if other hospitals are hiring them and doing background checks and looking into that fucking database that they have they're not on it right because they've never
0: been terminated but i give these cops that were on the case so much credit because i don't know if i would have been able to do it
1: well i a hundred percent would have helped you
0: I, I know and you would and I'm
1: not being a dick like because of what he was injecting
0: him with oh yeah. it's,
1: it's I mean I would have
0: I would have come yeah. to you for help but like the the way they did it yeah. like they did such an excellent mm-hmm. job like some of the sh- the shit they were coming up with though like I I wouldn't have known to do yeah
1: and you know the way he did it he he used insulin a lot and yeah. as a diabetic yeah it is very easy to miscalculate yes. the dosage of insulin yes. because it's such a strong dose in such a small amount insulin syringes are only it's one cc it's well, one milliliter you, you
0: give me ozempic and it's point two five for a week
1: yeah yeah i mean for i'm a doing week, it's nothing i i do probably i do anywhere between 10 and 15 units three times a day right. and if i so much as sneeze while i'm drawing up my insulin i could draw up 15 too many units and right. if I'm by myself that'll kill me
0: yeah yeah
1: so and did Jackson that's the other one and a lot of them use the, the Jackson yeah because that he was using it dissipates within minutes yes so yes yeah and so anyway. that's
0: that's what we're gonna yeah. that's gonna be our next episode which will be a couple days and then the next um,
1: two I want to do
0: well, the after that is probably going to be the project. Yes. So, guys, one of my friends who is shit. a high school teacher, which bless her heart. Yes, um, she is teaching a criminology class. So she wants our podcast to do an episode for her students to listen to, and basically. D- digest, dissect, or dissect. Yeah. So it is going to be an episode that's uploaded, but there is going to be no swearing. We're going to watch what we say. It's it's. Do you gonna... know how many
1: people are laughing right now? I know. Yeah. I know.
0: It, it, we gotta. We're gonna have to try hard, but it's it's yeah. got to be approved for high school students. So that's going to be around the beginning of January. Yeah,
1: and hang on, I'll tell you
0: who it's gonna. Yeah, in the case that we are going to do we her we decided is, we yeah. decided on
1: Michelle Carter.
0: Yes, the girl um, who I love you now die. Yes, the girl who talked her boyfriend into killing himself. Yeah, that's It's so, a, a pretty it, we, controversial We, f- we case. figure it's somewhat relatable mm-hmm. high school students, younger people involved. You thought of that. You were very smart about it. I was. I, I, on the
1: other hand, was like, let's do this case where there's all this gore and- (laughs) Gore and- And you're like, babe, stop. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. No. And I'm like, no, they'll like it. it,
0: It's still got to be approved by high school, so.
1: (sighs) High school kids scare me. Yeah.
0: So, uh, that is the plan for the next couple of shows. And then after, so so
1: after I Love You Now Die. Yeah. I want to do, I know the two I want to do next- which we talked about it. Yeah, we're gonna have a guest.
0: Yes, we are.
1: I'm not sure we've even told him yet.
0: Oh, he's gonna know.
1: He, I'm. I mean, yeah, we haven't. We haven't told him yet.
0: Tony, get ready.
1: It's you. We're gonna do two of his. We're gonna do his actual case,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where the British man with a lisp played him. Yes, um, on
0: ID Network. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the one case he's been asking me to do since we started the fucking podcast. Yeah,
0: so he uh, he was my boss on the task force, one of my bosses, worked with him. I fucking he was a I love him. Um, great guy, just... He's going to be a sock model? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But he is going to discuss one of his cases that he worked that uh, made national attention... Again.
1: And somebody so. requested it, didn't they? Yes. That's what who I, lives
0: who lives in the area.
1: though. Oh well, okay, but still, I mean, they yeah. don't know that, you know.
0: But it was requested to. But we're yeah, Tony. We're
1: buying you a microphone.
0: Yes. So instead of us telling it, we're going to have Tony tell it himself.
1: I've asked him repeatedly to tell it in a British accent with a lisp, and um, hello. He, he tells me to fuck off. Yeah. A lot. So.
0: The guy who played him on the show was British for some reason. And
1: short and, he and is, fat and had a list. And yeah, Tony and is none Tony of those things. Tony is like
0: a, a six foot fit guy, 50 years old, but doesn't look doesn't his look age. You know, totally fit, plays golf, you know. A lot. Yeah. Like totally not him. Has a robo
1: hand. <laughs> right. A robo hand. <sighs> I
0: was so. like,
1: what the fuck is wrong with your hand? And he's like, I can't move, I can't move it.
0: Yeah. You can't. So I all know. right. Yeah. So. I got a lot of work to fucking that's the do. Plan. Yeah.
1: yeah. In the polar vortex.
0: Yes. So, anyways, <sighs> I hope you guys have a great Christmas. Um, I hope if you're living in this area, you don't get stuck. Uh, I hope you get to see your families and everything, and hope the holidays are are good for you. Yeah. So everybody needs it. Yes. Yes, we do. So. Yeah,
1: it's it's been a time
0: it is yeah so all right guys i hope you enjoyed this one and uh hit that five star liking or rating for us hit us up on facebook instagram we love the messages did tell I, your friends family about us did i tell you
1: about the best message i got the other day
0: no and then we'll end it
1: and then we'll end it yeah uh i was told um I do not approve of your New Year's resolution. Um, I cannot be friends with anybody who is not trash.
0: Well, then we'll stay trash. Um,
1: So, yeah, I'm going to be Garbage Pail Kid.
0: Okay. We will stay trash. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will be talking to you soon.
1: Bye. Bye.